0: Episode of Mixtape Book Club podcast. My name's Ellen. And yeah, my name is Mel. In each episode, we take an in depth look at a different trope or subgenre in the huge collection of Destiel fan fanfiction. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing fics that involve Dean's panty kink.
1: So, to discuss her fake satin, and sawdust, we would like to welcome um, popular. Bestial fanfic author Carrie, otherwise known as a Little Flit on Ao3. Hello. Hello.
2: Welcome. Thank you for coming and talking Thank with us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm very excited. This is a fun subject for me.
0: <laughs> yes, fun subject for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, because most of the fics in this kind of group are, are quite short, we're going to discuss four fics today. Um, and. We'll also recommend a bunch at the end But the ones we're going to discuss in detail Are If the Panties Fit by Jupiter James Pink by Musaway And The Curious Case of Dr. Sexy by Hungry Dean
1: Links to all of the fics that we'll be talking about today Will be available in this episode's post on mixtapebookclub.com And included in our collection on AO3
0: So, um, Panty Kink We owe the entirety of this trope to one episode which is called the end um, in season four was written by Ben Edlund, so we have to say thank you, thank you, Mr. Edlund. <laughs>
2: thank you, Mr. Us Edlund. This one line.
1: We're always <laughs> always thanking him for <laughs> so many things. Thank you. <laughs> yeah.
0: So we already we already spoke about um, like actually end verse Vic in um, episode twelve. So if you want to hear about the the rest of the things about that episode, um, you can go and listen to that one. But in that one line where he says to his future self that he, you know, was with Rhonda Hurley when he was 19 and she made him wear her pink panties and he kind of liked it. And now it's spawned this whole sort of thing, this accepted thing that the Dean is into panties. <laughs> and we love it.
2: One of the greatest gifts that Canon gave us. <laughs> I mean aside from Dean himself but yes. Well, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: I think and I think it's one of the most wonderful things about it is because not only is it just on a surface level it's incredibly hot he, you can you can work it into absolutely anything because obviously you can wear it under absolutely anything but it's just such a metaphor for like Dean himself. So like mm-hmm. the meta yeah. that you can get into with this is Mwah. chef's kiss perfect so
0: yeah because cause, i mean dean's like a supposed to be this macho tough guy um and presenting a certain way to a ladies' man type thing you know and then underneath it all he's just really a big softy and apparently kind of kinky yeah <laughs>
2: which knew. we knew and know. he doesn't talk about it is uh, which is why it's his one thing that he can tell himself that no one else could ever know and so you know he kind of keeps that to himself but now we know we know what's underneath
0: (laughs) yeah such a gift (laughs) so this trope is included in like a a load of different fix, and they're not always tagged with the um there's a few different tags that people use like dean wears panties um you know, there's just a panty kink tag, you know, a bunch of stuff like that. But it, because it's all it's included in a lot of longer fics, uh, it's not like often the focus of those fics. But hopefully the ones we've picked to talk about today, um, are a bit more focused on the fact that he's wearing panties.
1: <laughs> panties are a good addition to almost any fic, I would argue. Like I I would say there's 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 rarely a thick where panties are gonna be a bad idea <laughs> to add in there. So uh-huh. totally agree but these all of these did it did it very well though so
0: definitely I think the panties thing is like one of the things that um I have to thank fanfic for teaching me about <laughs> because <in> the, <laughs> like I never knew that there was such a uh a market for like men's lingerie out there until I started reading this stuff and went oh my god this is amazing it's like
1: it, yeah did it awaken something within you?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's like an actual kink that I'd like to subscribe to. I just think it's fascinating that, that um, you know, there's, there's actually like a huge market in this stuff. And um, I don't know. don't know why I never knew about it before. But there you go.
1: I would love to know Thank you, if fanfic. the Supernatural fandom in general has had some kind of effect on the sales of men's lingerie (laughs) like i would just like (laughs) to know if that's the thing because i feel like it probably has in some small way (laughs) i hope so yeah i hope so too
0: (laughs) shall we dive right in
1: (laughs) yeah shall we well let's see okay so the first fic that we're going to talk about today uh, is called if the panties fit and it is by jupiter james this one was published back in 2016 the completed work is just under 27,000 words long. Um, it read, It is a full coherent fic when you read it um, all in one go. Um, uh, the summary um, suggests that it's a series of timestamps, and you can actually read it like that. I think it does read kind of very neatly in, in kind of a, a chapter-based list. You can kind of read them very neatly, chapter by chapter. Um, but it's a delightful read, just straight through. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, As I said, the summary just says, A series of timestamps about Dean first discovering his love of panties and Castiel's love of Dean's love of panties. Um, this is explicit. Oh, I think it's probably safe to say at this point, everything we'll be discussing today will be explicit. <laughs> There's going to be panties <laughs> yes. flying everywhere. So... <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that out of the way right now. Um, Yes. Okay. Let's dive in with this
2: one. So I have a funny story to tell about this fic. Go,
1: go, go. Tell us.
2: (laughs) So Jupiter James is my best friend. And Mm. we bounce a lot of ideas off of each other. And she wrote this. At the same time, I was writing satin and sawdust, so we were constantly talking about our stories together, and I read it when she first posted it. I egged her on the whole time. There's probably chapters of this that exist simply because I asked her to write them well, um, when you asked me <laughs> when you when you asked me to be on the podcast, I immediately went to tell her because I tell her everything if that was meant to be a secret, I'm sorry <laughs> no. and I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about your panty pic. And she goes, <laughs> she goes, did I write one of those? And I'm like, oh, no. uh, yeah. <laughs> she goes, I don't remember. And I'm like, I'm going to be honest. I don't remember either. I have to reread it. So I'm rereading it. And on the very first chapter, I leave a comment. And then I scroll up. And I left almost the exact same comment the first time I read it. <laughs> and... And as I'm going through this story and I'm rereading it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting old. I'm 41. I don't remember any of this. (laughs) I have no memory of this place. And I keep talking to her about it. She's like, I don't even remember writing this. And I'm like, oh God, thank goodness I'm not alone. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's my funny story about this one. <laughs> just
1: rediscovering the whole fic fresh from the beginning. It,
2: it felt brand new. It was awesome.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's that's like the dream, isn't it? That you like a fic that you really love, you just really want to forget all about it so that you can read it again for the first time. And, Absolutely, yeah. it was
2: great. I'm going to wait five years in between reading fics forever from now on.
0: What's <laughs> <laughs> the details get out of your mind again?
2: Time to read again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I think this one actually um, sort of worked like a reverse-first type um, thing because um, Dean is actually kind of pulling Cass out of his retail hell that he's in, I guess. Yes, so I, I love the, the, but... the overall story, <laughs> um, which the summary doesn't actually kind of say, is that Cass is working in like the women's department of a department store and he catches Dean trying on panties in the... Um, in the tri- in the changing rooms, um, and then they kind of develop this. Uh, it's not really a friendship until a bit later, but you know they they know each other and know that know each other's secrets kind of thing, <laughs> which is great. But yeah, he does help Cass to get out of there, which is which kind of feels like a you know a bit of a reversal. Yes,
2: being taken out of Macy's definitely feels like being lifted out of hell. So. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. And I, I love the fact that it wasn't meant to be more than one chapter. It it was originally just supposed to be the first chapter, but it was just such a fun idea of the store clerk catching Dean trying on panties in the women's changing room where he definitely shouldn't have been. And, you know, then catching a glimpse and knowing yes. that it was him. <laughs> that was just so yes. cute.
0: Actually, I thought it was actually, like, without looking at the the word count, I thought that it was just the first chapter, and then I was so pleased to find out there was so much more of it. I was like, oh, this is adorable. It's all fluffy. There's no no angst at all. Just all lovely, romantic fluff.
2: Other than the fact that Castiel hates his job.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Which I think almost everyone in the world can relate to on some level. Like, we've all had maybe not a retail job, like maybe we were in some other form of service, but I think pretty much everybody's had some kind of job like that at some point in their life. And we've we've pretty much all hated it. We've all been cast.
0: I was never so pleased as to get out of my supermarket uh, (laughs) job. (laughs) Uh, I'm very, uh, you know, I admire people who are willing to work in customer service because, you know, people kind of suck sometimes
1: (laughs) people do kind of suck sometimes
2: and you know sometimes it can be really fulfilling but not all of us will walk in on a hot guy like Dean trying on girls panties so yeah you know it's very hard and not all of us get that kind of adventure (laughs) (laughs) sadly no
0: (laughs) well one thing I did love about this story um was how much of a caretaker Dean is he's like always you know, trying to look after Cass and make sure he's okay and um yeah. And he has a cat in this one too. And it's named Gimli, which I love.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I love finding out. I love what dealing people with name cats. They, um.
1: we have a little bit of a <laughs> yeah, Cats theme this week, accidentally.
2: <laughs> yes, we do. Oh you. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, we were writing she was writing this during the time that I was writing satin and sawdust, so that's probably where that came from
0: <laughs> oh there was one thing I, a line that I really loved that I ended up writing down <laughs> because I thought it was really funny um that it says Dean is beautiful in so many ways but not when he sleeps he's like sleeping on the couch and his limbs are all over the
1: place so I thought that was such a great
0: visual but <laughs> yeah
1: such a great spin on beautiful. what we usually get <laughs> <Yep>. yeah <laughs> yes, that's right I love the fact that, like, they have their, kind of, first date in this story, and then pretty much instantly, actually, no, I think it's even before their first date, if I'm remembering right, that Cass pretty much instantly gets sick in this story. So we have a very nice, kind of, little hurt comfort bit going on, almost, for people who are into that. Um, yeah. Some, some very snotty Cass wump, as it were. Um, <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> and that after they, they've they kind of been been talking all this time um, I don't think it's it's too much of a spoiler to say because it's kind of pretty early on in the story that, that this happens that Dean just kind of turns up at his apartment and is like no <laughs> like you're not you're not going through this alone I'm gonna I'm gonna help um, and there's just something very Dean about that like that was kind of the essence of Dean to the point where he's like I, I, I will look after you like no you don't get a say in this <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's the caretaker.
1: Yeah, he's an aggressive
2: caretaker, Dean. (laughs) Yes. And Cass is very grumpy about it. Yes. uh, Which I just, I love grumpy Cass so much. And just every time he said no, I was like, oh, I love you, grumpy Cass.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One thing that I loved about this also was that um, Cass's co-workers are like the chief shippers. Like um, (laughs) they've got. I think yes. Gabriel is involved and Anna and they're they're all like gossiping about them and they're trying to get Cass ready for his date and you know. Yeah, they I just basically that. They dress were all involved. him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he wanted them to go away, but they wouldn't go away. Ah, so good.
1: Yeah, no, I love that. I love that trope. Obviously we like the most common one we have is that is that Sam ships it, but I love it when people extend it beyond that and just have it be like, you know, Gabriel, whoever else is nearby, they just take one look and they're like, "Oh no, this is gonna happen."
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah.
2: He's so grumpy. He just needs a boyfriend. Help him get a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just take one look and they're like, "Oh,
1: he's gonna need some help." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the Sam in this story, which we kind of meet later on like he's not um, particularly in the the early parts there's a a, a, a Sam and Jess moment where they eventually meet Sam and Jess Dean introduces um, Cass once he takes Cass over to his house they get roped into taco night Jess throws food at him (laughs) (laughs) which (laughs) for people who have those kinds of families like you just immediately recognize that dynamic and you're like ah yes this is good (laughs) like yes yeah, and uh, and I yeah. loved that. I also really like, um, without too much of a spoiler, once once Cass has been rescued from Macy's, he eventually decides to start his own business, um, and uh, Sam kind of kind of steps in to give him some some guidance with that, and even with the the, the business being somewhat kind of panty related, which is obviously, related to this episode, there is no point in this fic where it feels like Sam bats an eyelid at that at all. <laughs> he's just like, ah, okay. <laughs> and just kind of rolls yeah, he's with on it. Board, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just rolls with it. And I I just I have to
2: kind of raise my hands to Sam for that. Like, yep, there's, there's a, a good brother <laughs> right there. <laughs> he yep. is. Well, but also Dean is, is a model. Yep. So he's probably used to... Yeah, like, you you know. feel like this Sam has seen things
1: <laughs>
2: Exactly <laughs> Even though even though Dean's Panty kink is a secret at first I'm sure Sam has seen things <laughs> <laughs> He's been through all sorts In his time
1: But he just takes Bless. it all in stride He's like yep okay Let's do this <laughs> So yeah. I always love uh, background Characters in fic obviously I love Cass and Dean that's who we're there for But I think well done background characters can just really, really bring a fic to life. And, uh, yeah, I really liked Sam and Jess in this one. They were great. So.
0: I think everyone does those background characters in a different way, too. So you get sort of very different versions of Sam or, um, you know, even Gabriel or whoever else is in Pass's life. Yeah, because we've got being their the characters to
1: pick from. And those characters did change so much that we have, like, a variety yeah. of people to pick from. So.
0: It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and allows authors to bring their own kind of um, characterizations, which
1: is great. All right. Do we have any more praise to heap on this lovely, fluffy, warm verse we have started with? I'm calling it fluffy and warm, but I should also point out that it's actually really hot, too. <laughs> so i <laughs> put that out there. Yes,
0: it has, has some very lovely, sexy times.
1: Yeah, JJ's good at that. i've just realized that jupiter james last notes the last note in this book is just there was no excuse for this shame on me (laughs) (laughs) we are all very grateful so no shame on you whatsoever (laughs) nope she she doesn't feel any shame i (laughs) i promise (laughs) Like, even if you, even if you enter this whole fanfic author game with some shame, it doesn't last long.
0: (laughs) No, no. (laughs) No, I think that's the beautiful thing about our fandom is that once you find other people who've got less shame than you, you just, you know, assimilate. (laughs) just like,
1: okay, these are my people. Yeah. And in fandom, there's always something, somebody doing something weirder than you. (laughs) It doesn't matter how weird you get, there's always someone weirder. So
0: you're fine. (laughs) Yeah suddenly you have no shame exactly there's no hope for any of us all right (laughs) shall we move on then
1: yeah so which one's up next
0: so pink is the next one we'll talk about and it's by muse away this one was um, published back in 2015 so it's quite a few i mean the 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 end episode was aired back in like 2009 or something 2000 yeah so We've had quite a lot of years of having this panty thing in the fandom but there aren't I don't know if there are that many really old kind of fix involving panties like in our in our search we had, I don't think I found all that many It seems to be like a slightly newer unless unless the tags only just sort of started coming up around this time
1: Yeah I think sometimes it's it's just the tagging of them it's it's just finding you know the finding the fix more than them being out
0: there so yeah anyway sorry a t- bit of a segue there. <laughs> um so it's um about seven and a half thousand words long so it's a bit short a bit of a shorter one this one um and it's only rated m um and the summary goes after a chance encounter at lawrence laundromat at 3 a.m no less Castile is enthralled with his memory of a man in dusty jeans and a plain t-shirt with a pair of panties in his laundry basket. So, Charlie Bradbury, aka Castile's former best friend, places a missed connections ad on his behalf because that's what friends are for. So, yeah, Charlie is the chief shipper here. She's the one who <laughs> puts an ad um, on Craigslist, I think, for the, the guy that, that Cass met in the laundromat. Um, yes. And I guess it takes them a little while to kind of warm up to the idea of actually getting to know one another another in this one i think
1: yes i really liked the way that was done in this one because it could so very easily have been just like an instant kind of uh instant um porn kind of fic where they exchanged emails and hooked up and it was that simple um and that would have been perfectly valid and perfectly hot and i would have been very happy to read it um but (laughs) this was done (laughs) slightly differently to that which wasn't what i expected from you know, heading into it, um, it, it took me by very nice surprise. So I was delighted yeah.
2: this is an example of one of my favorite panty tropes where uh it's like an accident that Cass finds out and I I just always love that. Anytime oops I, I saw something I shouldn't have seen, I'm just all over that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I mean that it's like there was someone else in the laundromat at the time, but they, he couldn't really work out who they belonged to. But then I can't remember, did he see Dean picking them up? Yeah, he did see him picking them up. He yeah,
2: because he, he pulled them out of his own washer <clears throat> or dryer or whatever and set them aside and then sees Dean pick them up and put yeah, them in his right. basket. Yeah. And, you know, that could be for his girlfriend or whatever, but there's nothing else feminine in his laundry basket. Yeah. So he starts having finky thoughts, <laughs> but they don't talk. They don't like they they have a moment of eye contact. But you know, Dean leaves with his with his laundry, and Cass goes on with his life. And you know, they may never have seen each other again. And in comes Charlie, the hero. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, the chief matchmaker. And it turns out she knows both of them anyway. I think, <laughs> doesn't she? Like she knows Dean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: separately, but. Yeah, it just so happens that they, he actually does res- respond to the ad and um, they get in touch and yeah, it's just a, a nice progression in the way that it it gradually happens and then it turns out they actually are both into it.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it's nice because they don't, when they do finally, like, officially meet, like it's not about the panties it's you know they're they're being cute and flirty and you know all of that adorable stuff that you just want to pinch their cheeks because they're so cute (laughs) together and you know it doesn't start out it starts out about the panties but it doesn't really start out about the panties but that's like in the back of their minds the whole time
1: and then when they do finally bring it up even though it was there from the beginning it somehow still manages to feel like a natural progression like it was mm-hmm. really nice the way that they did that.
0: It felt like a, a nice, a slow burn kind of thing until they started texting each other. And then it was like, you suddenly turned it up like, <laughs> like all of a sudden they were just like, okay, come over. <laughs> you know, that, <laughs> that was like the fast forward moment. That was good.
2: <laughs> it did. It did a good job of feeling like a slow burn for less than 8,000 words. Yeah.
1: It yeah, yeah, really, yeah. really well handled. And that's something that, in general, I think Museway does really well with um, her stories. In general, like even the shorter ones like this, they'll just be paced so nicely that, mm-hmm. like, if yep. it's intended to have kind of a a, a slow burn like this, it, it doesn't matter the length of it. You will feel that.
0: So, yeah,
1: very nice. Should mention as well, there is a lovely um, art commission in the middle of this, which I very oh, yeah. by Thunder
2: Jellyfish. Um, A.K.A. Purgatory Jar. Yeah,
1: back in the day, Thunder Jellyfish. Really? Oh, I didn't
0: know that. I knew I'd heard that name before, but I didn't know, I didn't connect it with Purgatory Jar. There you go. Yeah. I
1: feel like it's been a long time since I've seen Thunder Jellyfish.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, there's not much we can say about a 7,000 word fic without... You know, without I without, guess without we've spoiling the whole the entire thing, thing. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> there's
1: there's there's got to be a big spoiler warning on this one. But it is both very sweet and very hot at the same time. Yeah, so definitely brings the heat in the later part, but it's also just very nice. I just really enjoyed like the style that this this one is is written in. I think it's it's, it's very nice, and for the people familiar with News Away's Thick in general. It's just a very enjoyable writing style to read. It will kind of lull you along until suddenly it sets you on fire. So go for it. Yeah. <laughs> read it. <laughs> All right. So from one cute hot short fic to another cute hot short fic, really. So uh, this one is The Curious Case of Dr. Sexy by Hungry Dean. It's a similar length. This one's 8,655 words. um this one is much more recent it was published in 2020 uh, and this is an explicit um, two-person love triangle which if you listened to my screeching in the two-person love triangle episode you'll know <laughs> is one of my absolute favorite tropes in fan fiction ever <laughs> so really happy that we got to include it. i didn't actually like search out any uh, two dozen love triangles for this trope so i was just delighted that we somehow stumbled across one as one of the very first figs that we picked out for this so yeah the summary for this one goes castiel needs to get over his best friend dean who is totally straight and out of his league charlie helps him by making him talk to the cute lingerie brogger Cass has been eyeing he finds himself slowly falling for the stranger and hopes that perhaps this guy can get his mind off dean so I think we all know where this is going. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> it's like your classic um, online two-person love triangle thing. Yes,
2: and I was the saying. internet age really makes that easy to do, and I just love it. Yes,
0: <laughs> yes, and it does. I guess it starts by um, just laying down the his situation with Dean before he even knows does anything to do with the blogger like he he likes dean but he's pretty sure that dean's really straight and not interested at all and then it goes on to the um actual talking to the lingerie blogger guy and um yeah i kind of like that it was like setting the scene
1: yeah so so we know what's we even happening started. even before we start seeing them chatting yeah, yeah. so i really I, I noted down one of the tags on this this bit because it just made me smile i i like tags that used me in this one is just castiel as being a little
2: dramatic but we love him anyway that's
0: <laughs> <laughs> true yeah that's right just i enjoy it. All by it. De- yeah.
2: dean winchester being an idiot it's it's really just together they work
0: dean winchester yeah. being an idiot yeah <laughs> so
1: they balance each other I out
0: <laughs> during our two-person love triangle episode we did i think we did chat about um people's reactions to finding out that um, the other person knew already, or whatever, like yes, how how they find out about going that.
1: to bring that up. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so this one is <laughs> when he, when he does find when Cass does find out, he does get a little dramatic as the tag says and um, they do end up getting quite angry at each other there for a bit. Yeah, um, I actually,
1: yeah. I, I actually liked that because in in this one, I mean, I think again, in thick of this length, we're gonna have to kind of go full spoiler, but there is a portion where Dean is aware that it's Cass and Cass isn't aware. Um it's not a very long portion it's it's a very short amount of time. Um but Dean continues with the ruse for a little while um when he's aware that it's Cass and so obviously when Cass finds that out he is angry about it and there is yelling and um uh, and, and I yeah. like that I like that. I think that it, you know, it's perfectly reasonable for one of the people to be Mm -hmm. angry in that situation. I don't think it necessarily, at least for me as a reader, obviously each to their own when they're reading things, but for me as a reader, it wouldn't necessarily feel realistic if that happened and somebody just wasn't angry about being deceived in some way. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I mean, not saying I was
2: very pleased reading (laughs) him throw, throw his fit. I was like, yeah, go cast. Yeah. You tell him.
0: (laughs) Yeah well, I guess it's kind of an embarrassing thing to discover, so <laughs> I guess yeah. it'll keep you from telling like kept Dean from telling him about it.
2: Yeah. I mean you can definitely sympathize with both of
0: them, but mm-hmm.
2: And he was angsting over this you know, being attracted to two different people at the same time and he was gonna have to make a choice and he went through all of that suffering for much longer than he had to. So yeah, he had a good he had the right to be mad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I really liked the way this one was put together. I thought it was um it was satisfying. Like but like a for an eight thousand word um story they packed quite a lot into it. Um but and by the end you were like, oh this is I'm pleased with the way this has turned out. It's nice.
2: I really liked that um so you know, Dean is presumed straight, but Obviously, he's not. And here he is, he's running this lingerie blog with his face cut off. So people don't know that it's him. And I really just love the idea of him exploring his sexuality online, exploring his gender presentation online. I really like wearing panties and lingerie. And instead of hiding that in his room, he's sharing it with the world like anonymously, but he's making he's making sure that everybody else is in on this with him and i really liked that i thought that was an interesting twist to dean being shy about his love of panties in this case you know it was still a secret but not
1: yeah and i think i think it's something probably all of us and most people listening can probably relate to and that we all have friends online that probably to some extent we feel that we can be more open with than people that we see in our day-to-day lives mm-hmm. so like there's, there's probably an extension of that with Dean there that he was probably you know learning about himself and, and kind of testing out parts of himself online that he wasn't even ready to test out with cast with cast yet necessarily um, Piddick? Kind of turned out he was in the end <laughs> yeah. all worked out for the best oops. there definitely good oops <laughs> <laughs> we also do get a nice little treat of some uh, impala sexy times in this one as well always a nice little addition
0: <laughs> yeah so. yeah they like um i love the the visual of them like sort of getting a bit handsy in the front seat and then trying to flip themselves over into the back so they can actually get it on
1: I always like that yeah because
0: it's there's something like so endearingly awkward about it <laughs> I mean these are two huge guys like they're not exactly you know you can't just flip yourself over a back seat that easily when you yeah I don't know it's yeah, hilarious no, to me I, I, it. I like
1: it I like it because it's not like Sexy and smooth necessarily That they're clearly no, exactly. like scrambling at that point <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I like it
2: <laughs> This this story has A lot of tropes crammed into it It's got uh, obviously it's got the panties It's got the two person love triangle It's got the sex and the impala It's got the friends to lovers Like there's just A lot of uh, Fandom favorite tropes in this And I'm just so impressed at how much they squished into this small amount of words and I wanna know their secret. Oh yeah. <laughs> we do love a good trip. Oh, it's a it's a college AU as well. <laughs> there you go. I I I have long thick and I don't understand how they did this. I wanna know your magic. Uh, <laughs> Hungry no. Dean, please tell me your magic
1: I'm the same. I can't I can't shut up when I start writing. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I start writing something. I'm like, this will be a thousand words, and then like three thousand nice. words later, <laughs> no. <laughs> so yes, teach us your ways, hungry dean. What no? <laughs> this was this was very enjoyable. This is one of those fics that just like by the time I finished re- reading it, I was just smiling.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
2: I'm so glad you recommended it. Like, this is probably of of the ones that uh, you had recommended. For the podcast, this is probably my favorite one. Yay! Yeah. Sorry, Jupiter James. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I love you, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Are we ready to move on? <laughs> yes, Saturn let's Solest? do it. <laughs> Are we taking the leap from eight thousand words to nearly a hundred and seventy?
0: Let's do it. Um, All right. Okay. Well, it's time to move on to Saturn and Sawdust by Little Flirt, um, published in 2016. It is over 160,000 words long, so it's a a lot longer than anything else we've covered so far, um, and explicit. Um, And Carrie, would you mind reading the summary for us?
2: Sure. When Castiel moves out of Jimmy's house and into his own place for the first time, he saves money on buying a home by investing in a fixer-upper. He knows nothing about how to fix the many problems the house has, but he figures he's smart enough to figure it out. Unfortunately, it's not too long before he learns that he's in way over his head. Thankfully, his new neighbor Dean is a handyman and agrees to help him out. He knows Dean has a bit of a crush on him, but he's not taking advantage of it, really. Dean's a great guy and quickly becomes a good friend. But a flash of satin under Dean's tool belt changes everything.
0: Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I love this story. It's, this is like, um, I have to admit that this this story has like a really special place in my heart because it's one of the first, um, I think, long, destiel stories that, that I read way back in the day um, because it was like around the time when I was first getting into the fandom and, I, and my friend um, CB Firestarter and, and Wayward Jen um, like shoved this fic at me and went read this, read this and so then I read it and we all screamed at each other for days on <laughs> on Messenger so and ever since then we've all recommended it to every, anyone who would listen so um, and, but this t- like the last few days is the first time I've reread it since then so I, f- I feel terrible that I haven't done a reread but I remember how much I love it now so Thank you. <laughs>
1: I had kind of okay. Fangirling out of the way. Yeah, kind of the opposite <laughs> experience with this one because I have I've been reading Carrie's Fix for uh, f- what is time, for for, <laughs> for years now, <laughs> for as long as I've been in the fandom, really, just kind of going back and forth, and um, like, periodically I would see her name in my comments reading something and I would go and read her something back and forth, back and forth and then I I can't even remember what fic it was. I wrote something once upon a time and as far as I was concerned I thought that I'd read pretty much most of your stuff like I was just kind of reading things as they came out and as far as I was aware I'd kind of gone back and read most things that I was aware of mm-hmm. and I can't remember which fic it was that I posted but you left a comment on it just like a regular just nice comment said, said something about it and i responded saying something about the fact that i loved um fix where they fixed up houses or like handyman fix like those kind of things and your response was oh um have you read mine and you said something about satin sawdust and i was like oh and <laughs> i just sat there for a moment like <laughs> have I <laughs> like genuinely confused like I genuinely thought that I'd read pretty much everything that you did and I was like huh okay maybe I haven't okay so I went and looked it up and added it to my mark for later where 170,000 words fix go to die yeah where fix go to die <laughs> let's face it <laughs> and I was like oh huh. okay so it has sat there and sat there and I've been eyeing it ever since like it's it's a chunk of words, but I really, I really want to do it. But it's a chunk of words. <laughs> I kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And the second that somebody mentioned uh, Panty Kink with this one, I was like, I know exactly what fic I need to do. <laughs> yes. I was like, I need to pull that one right out of my mark for later. I, we've got to do it. So this is basically been waiting oh. for an excuse to read this fic <laughs> for so very it's long.
0: Obvious, it's the obvious choice when we're talking about Panty kink because a lot of other fixer um you know they involve panties in some way but i mean this one's obviously a, a fairly central theme to the whole thing is that um that Cass is like extremely turned on by the panties
1: he's so. he's <laughs> definitely definitely on the, the the kink side of the panty kink with this one it's it's not really a casual thing
2: for Cass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, he's, he's definitely uh, one of those guys that is mildly obsessed
0: over panties. So yeah. so tell us about um, how this story came to be. Do you remember? It's been a while, I guess. But mm-hmm. Yeah, um,
2: I've talked, people have asked me a few times. So I, luckily, thank you, everyone who's asked me because it helps me remember. Um, yeah. I like to I like to collect prompts lists. I never take prompts. I'm always afraid I won't be able to fill them, and so I don't take prompts. But I collect them. I hoard them like a thick dragon or something. And I I'm like I'm never gonna get through any of these. And I decided I was going to pull like five prompts and squish them together. And this is. This is the first fic that I've ever written that I knew before I started that it was going to be over 100,000 words. Mm -hmm. Usually I'm surprised once it goes over 10,000. But I knew because I took five prompts and I squished them together. And uh, one of them I ended up not being able to use. But the idea was that um, a package would be delivered to one of the characters that was meant for the other character and the character who got it would open it up and be like, Oh my gosh, panties. And this was my neighbor for my neighbor, not for me. And I I ended up not being able to work it in, but that was one of the original prompts that kind of inspired Castiel's panty kink and handyman Dean. And there were a couple of others. Those are the two that, you know, are the big themes Of the fic was the handyman thing and the and the panty kink, but that was literally how it started. Was just I have this huge list of prompts. I'm never going to get through them one at a time. Squish them together.
0: (laughs) Yeah, what a good idea.
2: (laughs) And also, I have a tag on some of my like three of my previous fics that Dean thinks he's straight, and somebody called me out on that. Um, Not rudely or anything. Just in a comment, they're like. We have a lot of fix that are tagged with dean thinks he's straight is that like your thing and i'm like you know it's not but you have a point so that was one of wasn't one of the five prompts but it was part of the inspiration was was somebody being like you know you always right. dean thinks he's straight and i'm like you're right let's flip that on its head and do it the other way around this time which as far as i know people really don't do that with Castiel. They do it with Dean all the time. I I get comments on this all the time, that that's something that they don't see very often, so obviously I'm not the only one who's not seen it. There's so many fics, I can't keep up with it all, but I try real
0: hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so that's, I guess it's a major theme running, like, that creates a lot of the um, the drama in this story, is the fact that um, Cass... Is discovering that um, he has these feelings for Dean that he doesn't understand because he's pretty sure he's straight for quite a lot of the fic Um, and then by the time he sort of works out or someone else tells him that he's obviously attracted to to Dean it's sort of too late he's already you know head over heels type thing so um yeah obviously often it's the other way around where Dean's the one who's discovering his sexuality but yeah um, interesting to have it flipped
2: yeah. And in this one, you know, when Dean's Sexuality comes up, um, he's like, nah, man, I'm I'm super bi. Very bi. Very, very <laughs> Yeah. Very clear on he's he swings both ways happily. <laughs> and, you know, there's not as much of that just happy to be out Dean, so there's still a little bit of that, but um, you know that was definitely the opposite of things that I had written before, and I, I really just wanted to take something that I had done before multiple times and turn it around. Yep. and having Dean wear panties just like all the time, and Castiel getting a glimpse of that seemed like the perfect the perfect catalyst for um, Castiel's awakening sexual awakening, so to speak,
1: yeah, for yeah. him to
2: just stop paying attention. <laughs> And I just have to say, so Dean wears panties pretty much always. Like, he, he wears them just daily. That's just, he's got a big drawer of panties and, like, a tiny corner for boxers or men's underwear. He just loves his panties. He wears them all the time. And I just look back on this story. I'm like, Dean, you work in construction. You don't think... <laughs> There's no way. Nobody knows that you're wearing panties. Like you bend over constantly, buddy. <laughs> yeah. But I just love the idea that he's completely oblivious of the fact that he. Everybody knows. He thinks it's hidden. <laughs> yes, oh, that's totally. Everybody nice. knows, buddy. <laughs> I just, I just assume that everybody is probably
1: just like, you know what? Just respect. They probably just assume that like well he has to be aware of it like he's just owning it and doing it so all right
2: <laughs> exactly they're like well okay then he's <laughs> the boss you know he he's the contractor boss and all of the people who work for him are like well i'm not going to disrespect him i can't get another job so yeah i don't ever bring that up but i i thought about it like the entire time i was writing this story
1: <laughs> yeah that's, de- that's definitely like my head canon because it's it's Pointed out to Dean later on that it's noticeable (laughs) when (laughs) this happened, and Dean kind of has a moment where he's like, "Oh, oh, okay," (laughs) like, "Oh, it really is noticeable." But yeah, that's definitely (laughs) my headcanon. I never thought about that before. But yeah, everybody knows. (laughs) Dean just wasn't aware that they did.
2: (laughs) Bless him, he's so dumb.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think um, I really loved that Dean's um, family is all there in this one, so. I don't know if that's part of the the reason that he's so um comfortable in who, who he is and his sort of sexuality and whatever um is that you know his his mum and dad and his grandfather and you know sam um and sam is married to jody in this one which is also an interesting pairing that we don't often see <laughs> but you know um sam's got um dean's got much more of the of the family kind of support and and um that he never has in canon so did that influence your your kind of characterization of him as being more confident
2: yeah yeah it did I, I I knew up front that I was going to include his whole family I was mostly going to include Sam and Grandpa Henry because I had written Henry in my fake addicted to you and just fell in love with him as a character mm-hmm. um he you know we all attached to that one minor character Henry Winchester is that one for me and I just wanted to really show that he had a lot of love and a lot of support. And I kind of hint at it because I was going to do more with it, but I ended up not. I kind of hinted that there was a little bit of friction with John about it. Yeah. And so he got some outside support from Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But then John came around and and so what little bit of friction there was in his family was very very mild and was smoothed over by somebody outside of his family who remained a good friend because you know when you're when you're growing up queer even with a really supportive family I think that the found family is really important so I just wanted to show him with support everywhere family friends just everybody supported him Yep.
0: yeah because he's got the roadhouse family too right like Ash mm-hmm. and Ellen and them there. Yeah.
2: And yeah. everybody knows. You know, there's it's not a secret to anybody. Um and he's been out since he was a teenager. So yeah, full support from everybody in his family and his extended found families. Yeah. And it's really nice to see a dean that is
1: essentially exactly the same in that, you know, he likes all the same things and, and does all the same things that you can imagine a dean doing if he had a settled life where he didn't have to hunt or any of those kinds of things but he just doesn't have any of that weight he's not carrying any of that weight that we see him carrying in canon all the time
2: Mm -hmm. but he's still very much a caretaker Mm -hmm. um, which is why he sticks his nose in Castiel's uh, house problems like almost immediately Um, he's very much a caretaker because he had that care given to him so I, I definitely wanted to still show him as a mother hen but like, it came from a different place. Yeah, very yep. core facet of his personality, no matter where it comes from. And I think that gives him the comfort to just be like, I like panties. I'm just going to wear them all the time. This is just my wardrobe.
0: <laughs> I love that so much. I, I headcanon that for, um, for canon <laughs> Dean sometimes. It's like, he's got to have them somewhere, right? <laughs> oh, just yeah. Just headcanon for Dean in general now.
1: Just... Even if it's not specified, Dean is just always wearing panties. Okay. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Absolutely.
1: I love Dean's cats in this story. Oh, yeah. And I love that they're not just background cats. Like, these are a key component of the story, which I absolutely love. I love their names. I love that they have personalities. I love everything about these cats. So where did the cats come from? are they based on real cats? And what made you decide to have him be a cat person? Because I know we have two opposing viewpoints on that out in the fandom. Like some people are pro-Dean cat, and some people are anti-allergic Dean cat. So,
2: Yeah, well, I'm a crazy cat lady, so I'm always going to be pro-Dean cat, cat boy. <laughs> um, so it's it, it starts out as kind of a sad story. Um, not Just a few months before I started working on this, my cat Kiki had passed away and she was almost 18 years old. She was a gift to me for my 18th birthday. I'd had her my whole adult life and I missed her. So (laughs) I always wanted lots of cats, but she doesn't get along. She didn't get along with other cats, so... I would always say I'm a crazy cat lady, but I only have one because she won't let me have any more. She's, you know, itty bitty, tiny cat, huge personality. And there wasn't room for more cats in the house. And so I knew that when I got more cats, I was going to immediately get two. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so um, when I started writing this and I decided Dean was going to have cats, it was going to be two because that's what I wanted. And they're kind of based on... um, the cats from the Shoko channel on uh, YouTube and also Cole and Marmalade. They're kind of an amalgamation um, because I, I just love those two channels to see these people with these two cats and see how they interact with each other. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do two cats. They're going to kind of be like um, these, these four cats that I love on YouTube. And so it was basically just kind of wishfulness on my part. These are the cats that I wanted.
1: Oh,
2: okay. Um. Not long after I finished Writing this So I finished this in July of 2016 And in September of 2016 um, On a Thursday I was like okay I'm ready for another cat And I walked into a PetSmart And adopted the first two cats that I saw Bobby and Castiel And (laughs) Castiel is Hamill And Bobby Is Ford Like (laughs) I predicted my future cats. Oh. <laughs> I, I put it out there in the universe and I got them. <laughs> so, so yeah, it started as a sad story. It was kind of wishfulness on my part. These are the cats that I want. And then a few months later after finishing it,
0: I got them. all. <laughs> well, I don't know if you've predicted all like cat pairs from now on because I had, well, I only have one of them now, but I had two cats and they were also Hamelin Ford, <laughs> although one of them was a girl. Um, but oh, I she's love it. no longer with us, but my, my ginger, mm-hmm. he is, um, an escape artist who is, is Hamill. <laughs> um, so <laughs> i reading this. I was like, Oh, this is definitely my cats too.
2: Oh, <laughs> <Aww>. so yeah. <laughs> Bobby is, Bobby is not so much an escape artist. Like in personality wise, he's very much like Hamel. but he doesn't, he's kind of afraid of the outdoors unless I'm there with him. All but, right. uh, yeah. Kiki was my escape ninja, and the part in the story where Hamill gets out of the house is based on her true story with Kiki.
0: Oh, okay.
2: So she came home. Oh, <laughs> that's the important like the, how how <laughs> Castiel <laughs> found her and, or how Castiel found Hamel and and caught him in the yard and everything that's all 100% based on a real thing that happened to oh, me. That wow. was not okay. Mm. I was very upset for those 11 days. Oh <laughs> my god. Yeah, so I I did pull a lot of the cat stuff from real life.
0: yeah Well, it felt like it because yes, I recognized <laughs> <laughs> The other thing I loved about this, apart from cats, was um, Dean's inner monologue. How he argued with himself the entire time, <laughs> argued with his brain over everything. I thought that was a nice touch. <laughs> yes,
1: Dean is Dean is uh, two Dean is yeah <laughs> a devil on his shoulders.
2: <laughs> I I didn't do that on purpose at first, but I noticed that it was happening, and so once I once I realized it was happening, I leaned into it.
0: <laughs> yes. I imagine yes. that actually going through Dean's mind all the time, <laughs> oh
1: yeah in one of your one of your end notes you uh dubbed his mental voice tiny demon Dean, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like,
2: yep. yeah i was very i was entertaining myself with that so much, like I was definitely laughing at my own jokes. I'm not sorry about
0: it, <laughs> <laughs> actually, one of the other things you mentioned in the in the notes um was that you were originally planning to include, a, like a threesome scene with with Meg? So there is some mm-hmm. just in general. There's a a Meg Steele kind of thing happening at, in the at the beginning of the fic, but it's only just the first chapter, I think. And then um, Meg kind of takes a a background kind of role after that. Um, just if people are not into that, just heads up. Um, but yeah. Um, I love Meg's characterization in this one. Like she's supportive of, of Cass always, as well as being like her, you know, kind of catty self, I guess. But, um, yeah, so you, you originally planned for her to have more of a, a bigger role in it? Mm
2: Mm-hmm. That was one of the five prompts, um, was actually a threesome. And the idea was that, uh she could see that they wanted each other but Dean knew Cass was straight and so he was never going to make a move and Cass thought he was straight so he was never going to make a move and she's like I'm going to smash your heads together if I have to and so she was going to um, manipulate them in the friendliest way possible but she was going to manipulate them into a threesome and then basically just kind of back off and let them do their thing and there was going to be some angst around it where uh it actually backfired a little bit but as I was writing that just kind of wrote itself out of existence and I liked what I was doing better so I just dropped it all together I mean I love Meg uh I was really looking forward to writing the scene and I know a lot of the people were looking uh, in the comments, we're looking forward to the scene because I'd hinted at it a little bit, and they want me to write it as a, you know, kind of a separate timestamp. And I'm like, I just can't because it it doesn't exist in the story <laughs> anymore. I'd to come up with it. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to come up with a different reason for it, and uh, I just haven't yet. But yeah, it, it just it, sometimes that happens where you are going one direction and the story takes you another, and that was what happened with that intended threesome with that prompt that I ended up cutting out.
0: Yeah, you know that worked really, the way that it ended up. I thought was great. Um, she just she knew something was up, and then um, it turned out that she was right. <laughs> yeah, no, I really liked her. She and she really still to...
2: plays a, she still plays a little bit of a matchmaker role.
0: Yeah, um, she does. It's, she clearly it's ships just
2: not as heavy handed. Yeah, she 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 she, <laughs> she does. I like. Her. She does.
1: <laughs> I think she clearly just wants Cass to be happy. So. She she performs her, her bestie role Very well And very yeah. snarkily Which I do like
2: <laughs> Yeah And she she absolutely adores Cass um, She's aromantic So um, She can't give him what he wants And she knows And so when she sees that he has a chance To get that She's definitely going to nudge it in that direction And make sure it happens
0: Yeah
1: I really liked all the karaoke and music in this book. I love the rule yeah. that they can't pick their own songs. And I loved all the songs <laughs> that you chose for them to pick for each other. I had so much fun with that. I
2: don't think I attention I, I don't think I intended to have the karaoke in there, but I went to VegasCon that year. That was the first year that I've ever gone to a supernatural convention and they have the Friday night karaoke. And uh, somebody who's not in the fandom anymore, 1940s Dean Cass, I met her at that uh, convention. And we're sitting there watching everybody do karaoke. And the song that Cass sings, was somebody was singing it on stage. And she leans over and she goes, wouldn't this be fun in a fic? And I go, yes, it would. And I immediately pulled out my phone and put it in my notepad. And when I got back from the convention... I I knew that I was going to write in the karaoke scene.
0: Yes. Awesome.
1: (laughs) I love it when things like
2: that inspire something within a fic,
1: because then you have that lovely, like, memory attached to it. And even if no -hmm. no one else knows, you always know. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, without, without spoilers, I like that there's kind of a little, like, reprise of that at the end of the fic as well. I love it when you can kind of tie something in again at the end and love that kind of neatness in a fic.
2: Very nice. Thank you. I do too, and I was so proud of myself for that. <laughs> <laughs> so I also really like how
1: Cass's kind of like sexual identity, like crisis, could say I guess is was, was handled in this because <sighs> let me organize words in my brain. So <laughs> it it could have been this kind of huge, dramatic kind of thing for him, and, and in certain ways it was because obviously he's realizing something about himself that he just, just hadn't considered and and thought was, was completely different. But Mm -hmm. once he actually kind of calms down and and stops to, to think about it and has a few people kind of, you know, point some things out to him, you know, it all kind of, kind of makes sense and and, and clicks and, and he looks back and goes, Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. and I, I loved how accepting he was of himself after that once that all made sense but the one that I really really enjoyed was how accepting Jimmy was in this because we so often see Jimmy pigeonholed very differently to that and we kind of so often see him kind of put in the role of not being so supportive and kind of portraying somebody who necessarily wouldn't support their brother or or twin or whatever kind of role that we have him in and it was it was it was very nice to see him be very supportive in this so i feel like the the like really supportive jimmies that we see tend to be in like dean cast jimmy fix and things like that um so it was really nice to see him just as very supportive platonic brother jimmy who works things out on his own and
2: waits for cast to get his shit together basically (laughs) yeah That may be inspired by the fact that I do occasionally write a DCJ fix. And so I have, in my mind, I have... To me, Jimmy is this way. And so um, even though this was just platonic twins, I, I really wanted to show how close they are. And I have two older sisters who are twins. And not even identical twins. And they just live in each other's pockets. And so I... I just couldn't imagine having a twin not be supportive of that. I'm sure it happens. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I always intended Jimmy to be Castiel's best closest friend. Like obviously Meg is his best friend, but really it, it, Jimmy is his number one. So I, I liked having Jimmy also have Castiel be his number one, even though he had this family you know, with Amelia and Claire and, you know, for him to still be so close to Cass that he worked it out on his own and was completely accepting of it. More of the annoyed, Mm -hmm. I can't believe I had to work this out on my own. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: I loved that part (laughs) where Jimmy's like, how long were you going to wait before you told me about this? (laughs) And he's like, told you about what? (laughs) It's like, really? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not blind. Actually, I love that about this whole thing is that um everyone thought they were together, even Dean. <laughs> like I don't want to give away major spoilers here, but um everyone knows <laughs> um In- including Dean, which d- is
1: defi- yeah, definitely yeah definitely like
0: a, a reverse of what we often see. Yeah, yeah. It's ju- it's just Cassie doesn't get it. Yeah. So this is like a yeah. the slowest of burns. Own- oh
2: my gosh. So the first kiss was at 82,000 words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And overnight, so I, I post in the evening, uh, usually just before I go to bed, like I go to bed at 10 ish, and I, I post like eight between eight and nine. So I post it overnight. I got over 100 comments on that chapter. 82,000 <laughs> uh- 82, words. They have their first kiss. And you know what one of those 100 comments said? <laughs> They felt I had rushed it. What? <laughs> so, if you ever see me tease people about um, about uh, slow burn, and it's you know shorter than eighty two thousand words, I'll tease them. I'll be like, oh, it's not really a, short, a slow burn if it's if it's not longer than eighty two thousand words. <laughs> awesome. I was like, are you serious right now? Okay. <laughs>
0: uh it's so satisfying though when you like I don't think you t- you rushed it I <laughs> it was a very it was a lovely slow burn up until that point but when you actually get there and I'm not I'm not surprised you had hundreds of comments because um you know it's it's very satisfying when it eventually finally happens you're like oh you, yeah, you let out that is. breath that you've been holding <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly
2: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it was, it was definitely a relief to get there because I, I write linearly, and I, that was one of my uh, goals was to get to the first kiss. I didn't know exactly how it was going to happen, but I, you know, it was one of my carrots on a stick to keep myself writing was to get myself to that first kiss, and man, it took forever to get there, <laughs> and then. Everybody's like, yay, finally. Like, I could hear screaming from across the world in my sleep. Like, everybody was so excited for it. And then there's one comment, and if they're listening, bless you. This is one of the funniest things I've ever, ever experienced in my life. I love that comment. It really so just goes much. to
1: prove that you really <laughs> cannot ever please everybody, right? <laughs> like, you
2: just can't. It's impossible.
0: <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so did you, did you have this thing outlined when you started like do you outline fix before you start writing in a linear way or do you just no go with the wind
2: I am I am definitely a pantser I I do I do have a notes file and I will put stuff in there and then forget to look so it's not really an outline but I try to keep track of the things that I'm like ooh, I want to add that Ooh, I want to add that um but I, I tend to forget a lot of things. Like when I go back and I look at the notes file for that, I'm like, oh, I forgot to do this thing. I'm going to put this in another story because yeah. I forgot a lot of cool things because I tried to hold it all in my head. But it's fine. It doesn't it doesn't miss anything from those things that I forgot. But I just I knew I had those five prompts that I was working on. Um, the armor. That Dean is uh, building for Castiel. Yep. That is probably the one solid thing that I had in my head from the very beginning. I knew exactly how that was going to go starting the VIC. Everything else was just kind of very vague. And as I wrote, it solidified and, you know, different branches of ways that I could go with it kind of trimmed themselves off as I got further into it.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> I loved that Dean was also you know, a woodworker in his spare time, in his spare, spare time when he's not fixing up Cass's house. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice touch.
2: Yeah. How many
1: hours are in Dean's Day? Mm. <laughs> oh, <God>. Not enough.
2: <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah, clearly loves what he's doing. That's the... He does, which, you know, and I and I put in there that uh, Sam had to warn Cass, be careful because... If you give him an inch, he'll take a mile. He he really likes to redo houses, and you know we uh, Jody and I asked him to help us with ours, and it ended up being a lot more than we expected because Dean just goes whole hog for it. That's his favorite thing. Yeah,
1: because it, yeah.
2: it's double
1: double whammy for him. He gets to do the things he enjoys doing and caretake his friends
0: and loved ones at the same time. hmm And in this case, um, spend time with his hot neighbor. <laughs> right. His heart, air quotes,
1: straight neighbor. But, you know. So, yeah, and torture uh, he torture himself at the same time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless his heart.
1: <laughs> so, important he can't question. help it. Did, did you learn a lot about DIY writing this book? Because I noticed one of the, like, earlier chapters, you made a comment about not knowing much about renovating houses and something like that. And uh, <laughs> then as I was reading on and on, I was like, wow, she's, she's really going for it and, like, like the tools and the details, like you could feel it as you were going through. I was like, I feel like I'm learning things. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Congratulations. (laughs) Um, So of all of the things that I had them do, the only thing I knew was the water heater thing uh, because of a, my first house and the roommate that I lived with had explained to me the water heater thing. And so that was the only thing I knew. And when I bought my second house with my husband, And the the water wasn't very hot. I was like, we need to check the water heater. And I was right. So that was the only thing I knew. Everything else, I just looked it up on the Lowe's website. They have uh, how-to videos. And I don't know that I needed to research it as much as I did. But I kind of got sucked into it. And I kept thinking to myself, man, I really want to redo my bathroom now. (laughs) I haven't. I'm scared. But I did a lot of research. um, And I... I don't know that I'm brave enough to try it. I would. W- I wish I had somebody like Dean to, you know, walk me through it. But yeah. I might actually eventually redo my own bathroom because of this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, good luck. <laughs> I mean, Thank you. <laughs> chipping the tiles off does sound like fun. But <laughs> I don't know if I'd, I'd trust myself to put them up again in a neat way. <laughs> It sounds That's tricky. what I'm afraid of. Yeah, yeah. like the, the yeah. taking down is one thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Demolishing is good. Is easy.
2: Anybody can demolish things as long as you've got you know proper uh, protective gear. You can demolish things, but putting it back together nicely—that's completely different. Exactly. <laughs> Even Cass managed to help with the taking down of the tiles. <laughs> <laughs> you know those. You know those. Uh, Dean teaching cast to shoot or like that that trope in any romance somebody teaching somebody to shoot yeah and it gets all sexy oh, yeah. <laughs> that is basically what the tile scene was it was <laughs> it was it there wasn't you know shooting involved in this in this case it was all teaching them how to tile but I wanted to have basically that tension of that t- person a teaching person b to shoot and it being kind of sexy. sexy tiling. That's what I was going for there. It. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it fits. It fits in this fix so well.
2: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now this ended up being my favorite of my own fix for a very long time. I, I, I'm i just so proud of it. It turned out really good. I I feel like it had more foreplanning than anything else that I'd ever written, even though I don't do an outline. And I just, I read it back over and over again it's just so much fun <laughs>
1: yeah. it is I think that's, oh, like that's the, great. kind of like the lingering feeling that
2: you get from
1: reading this fic or at least I did was it's just a really fun fic to read like even though yes. obviously there's, there's, there's some kind of drama that happens in the fic like obviously there's, there's some plot things happen but like
2: you're just left with this this smile on your face and, and it's a fun experience to have read it I don't think I wasn't having a lot of fun with the drama too I was I was having a
0: grand time with that
2: I mean you gotta have a little something happening right
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and for people who are a bit concerned about the drama it's it's a quite short-lived like it is a couple of chapters but it's not um it's not a long drawn-out angst it is um they do get their yeah, their acts back together yeah. again pretty quickly
1: it Packs a punch. <laughs> but... It does. It's
0: hard. It's hard to read after you've been through like, hundred thirty thousand words of, of um, you know falling in love. But then um, yeah, it's resolved. It doesn't drag on too long, so it's good, satisfying.
1: <laughs> I really enjoyed reading the resolution part. So yes, I'm going to say big spoiler. It's not like a big plot spoiler. It's like, I guess a very minor issue. But for me, it's a big spoiler. So skip 10 seconds ahead if anybody doesn't want to hear it but i didn't realize until i read this fic that this is a thing that i enjoyed so much but apparently people crying during sex is something i'm really into oh. Oh. i had no idea that was something i enjoyed reading i actually but I was... read that a lot i was like hmm. i know that i've read it before in like various instances and i was like oh this is this is this is very enjoyable to read. Why do I like this? Oh, I have questions, emo- but I like it's it. The emotional connection, isn't it? It is. It's it's, it was the emotional part. thing, and I was like, yeah, no, I like this. They're, they're crying, but
0: but it's good. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. having sex, okay. but I'm cry- but I'm crying too. Like something's wrong here. What's going on?
1: I'm like, it's sad, but I like it. It's sad, but it's hot. But okay. <laughs>
0: overwhelming.
2: Yeah, no, I I really liked it. Emotional. Yeah. Speaking of mild spoilers, this is in the tags, so I feel like this isn't like a big spoiler. Um but Cass does have a crisis. And man, people get really mad at him for his crisis. And I'm like this is not worse than anything Dean has done to Cass in other fics where Dean has the crisis. Oh, you your readers got mad at him? Yeah. Oh. People were really mad at him for the way he handled his crisis. And I, I get it. I mean, that was my goal. But, like, the, the anger people have towards Castiel, I don't see that same anger aimed at Dean when he does something worse in other fics where the roles are reversed. And that always surprises me. Hmm. And I think it's because it is so rare you know you, you you just get used to dean being a dumbass and seeing Cass have his dumbass moment you're like what is going on but it that really shocked <laughs> yeah. me I think because the the reaction to that because even
1: if it's not specified in a fic we probably have kind of just ingrained in us like carried in the back of our heads all this assumed baggage for dean that even if it's not specified on the page we just kind of have that embedded in his personality in our heads so we can kind of assume that oh Dean Dean has this excuse for behaving the way he is, or, or this reasoning, or this thing must mm-hmm. have happened. When it, it's not really fair to say that in this fic, Cass doesn't have his own things to work through and his own, you know, reasoning for the, the, not not to say that that you know what Cass did was right or was was good, but you know he has his he had his own things to to work through. Um. And, you mm-hmm. know, he says himself, yeah, like he fucked up, but that mm-hmm.
2: was his journey he needed to take, <laughs>
1: unfortunately.
2: Yeah, um, I just get I'm just very surprised at how the anger towards him is at a higher volume than if the tables return. You yeah, know? I think it's I mean, I, I don't I don't begrudge people that feeling. I, I was trying to make people mad. That's fine. But <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's probably <laughs> they're just a little like more our, mad than I expected. Our,
1: like even though it's it's not specified on the page in the fix necessarily it's probably just our, our like concepts of the characters that we carry with us which is interesting because then you have to think well, okay well if it's not specified on the page is it really fair to ascribe that to that character at that time like does Dean get to use that excuse if it's not something that's specified within the fic because <laughs> I don't think he does necessarily but
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yet somehow he gets that pass anyway <laughs>
0: Yeah, so. he
2: he definitely gets a pass more often than Castiel yeah. does. And I'm not saying Castiel deserved a pass here, but.
0: <laughs> Maybe people were just really su- like surprised because, I mean, in canon when, I guess when Cass, he, he's sort of very quick to forgive Dean. Like he never, they never have like, when they have their falling out, they, he, he's never really angry about it
1: i wonder until season
0: 15 when he actually (laughs) leaves i was gonna
1: say i wonder if the reaction would almost be different now if it was written after season 15 i don't know whether you're caught up on the show in canon or not um Mm -hmm. i wonder whether it would have received a slightly different reaction if you had posted it that those particular chapters now as opposed to five years ago i'm just curious there.
2: Whether... Uh, yeah, you know, that's a good point because I do feel like the flavor of those comments on that chapter, because I still get them, I do feel like they've toned down a little bit. So that's possible. Yeah, just because now we have that canon basis for,
1: you know what, Cass gets Cass to be angry. Up. Cass Yeah, Cass gets to be angry. <laughs> Cass gets to make mistakes. Cass gets to fuck up.
2: <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. My My latest comment on, on that chapter was there are 250 comments on this chapter are we all yelling about the same thing and I responded I go well roughly half of them are being a me me being smug and mean about it because I think it's funny <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> yeah I mean by the same token we also now have um Dean getting so like mad enough at Cass that he actually leaves whereas before he'd get mad and then Dean um, and Cass would be like oh no I'll make it up to you you know you know, he's trying yeah. to get, he try to make things right. Whereas in season 15, he's like, you know what? Fuck you, I'm off. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> things are, things are different now.
1: It's, it's a, it's a really interesting thing to just to think about really, because how someone would deal with that, with what happens in this story and just how someone would deal with having that kind of sexual identity crisis, especially as, I would say late in life cuz Cass is what 28 I think in this fic. Yeah, so it's he's not really late in life. Um I mean he's not a teenager but he's definitely not old. I feel like 20s is fine. But mm-hmm. like it, it it is a big change it, to change something about how you perceive yourself no matter like when in life you're doing it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and it was a big shock for him and it came with a side of panties, which is, like, his main kink, and it definitely fried a piece of his brain uh, between, you know, seeing that peak of Dean's panties and, OMG, am I attracted to this person, or is it just the panties? You know, there was a lot of confusion for him. Yeah. And you'd mentioned earlier where he kind of handled it well, and he did at first. Thank goodness he had a lot of friends and family that kind of helped him through that, but at 28 that's quite a change to to suddenly realize about yourself yeah. and to realize it's not just the panties it's the person wearing them you yeah. know <laughs> you kind of handle it well until you kind of hit a wall and realize that actually
1: maybe you hadn't handled it at all <laughs>
0: <laughs> and also i guess he because he'd been hung up on meg for so long he hadn't really ever experienced that kind of um relationship building he was doing unconsciously with dean so mm-hmm. he just in his head the back of his head he was like oh this is just a friends with benefits thing still i'm not really you know we're not really together which is um what a when ass. when that when that, he sort of says then it comes out it's just so sad you're just like what are you doing <laughs> no yeah uh, <sighs> and
1: it's just oh just like the, the way he says things like if if like literally like there couldn't be a worse way of doing it than the way he did like he couldn't have made it worse I don't think, really don't think there was a worse way that he could have done that, definitely felt so bad for Dean in that moment, but like you said there are definitely plenty of fix out there where Dean has done equal and or worse (laughs) yeah, exactly it was very interesting and and fun to see it flipped over to the other side and I I also really enjoyed in this one that um, even though Cass apologised that Dean didn't forgive him straight away.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He needed some time. Because I think that's pretty reasonable. (laughs) Honestly.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Especially because he was like, burned all the bridges. He was like, we can't be friends. You're out. Bye. (laughs) I mean, that was probably fair enough in the moment until they both started Mm -hmm. like really missing each other, which is really hard to, you know, take.
2: Especially, you know, seeing each other because they live across the street from each other seeing each other all the time they can't really avoid each other very easily yeah. I mean you can I never see my neighbors but uh, not with Dean being as nosy about the home repairs as he yeah. is <laughs> oh and then the thing with yeah. the house that just like punched me in the chest again I was like no, <laughs> uh, so I was like, no. <laughs> sorry
0: not sorry <laughs> no it was wonderful uh, I like being
1: punched in the chest
2: <laughs> Oh good.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, this entire book is such a joy to reread. So thank you very much for um, yeah, I'm glad it came back on our radar because I really love it. So thanks. Yes. Well,
2: thank you for giving me a chance to gush over it because yeah. it's definitely one of the favorite children. <laughs>
1: yeah. While I'm while I'm uh, in some ways sad that it loitered in my mark for later at the same time I'm almost glad that I got to read it this way and then talk to you about it straight away which kind of made it extra fun (laughs) so but it does mean you're gonna have to write more now because I think I'm actually genuinely
2: out of your stuff to read now so (laughs) (laughs) I I am I'm currently on hiatus but I, I have a huge list of things I want to write, so I, I do plan on writing more eventually. I'm just taking a break. <laughs> ah, Excellent. Breaks, yeah.
0: We could, I could, we could keep talking about this one for another hour if you like.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We've been we've been very civilized considering we've been talking about panty kink for an hour and a half. So we've been very good.
0: <laughs> okay. We're having one of those intellectual conversations again, aren't we? <laughs> 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 we just.
2: Sounds you don't really know which way it's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I do have to tell you something about the pan and kink in this one. So I did not think there was a while there. I didn't think there was going to be any smut in that story. Oh. I'm like, I planned this story around the idea of smut. And as I kept going, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't think that. I, and I was talking to Jupiter James about it. I'm like, I think I might change the rating on this and just not add any smut to it and she's like I think it would be good without it and I go but I don't want to finish it without it <laughs> And it, 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 I really honestly for a while there didn't think I was going to end up with any anything other, in there other than Castiel drooling over Dean's panties every time he got a glimpse oh, wow! so glad I got over that yeah well thank you <laughs> well, for adding
0: it in I mean yes thank delicious. you for adding it
2: in because it's incredibly
1: hot <laughs> when they get going <laughs> yes but <laughs> i do think yeah i mean i do think it would have still have been a very satisfying story even without it but incredibly hot with it so thank you <laughs> definitely you're welcome <laughs> i have a story to recommend <laughs> this is pure payback for the number of times that she's done it to me but
0: i oh, have to recommend <laughs> a story
1: <laughs> called <laughs> Undercover Angel by the wonderful Eleanor <laughs> Uh, The thing that I like about this one um, is that it's a canon Panty Kink um, story, which I feel like there's a few less of, sadly. Um, so mm-hmm. on a hunt, Dean gets a little glimpse of something on Cass. So we have a little little reversal going on here. <laughs> um, there are I think there's two works in this series now right no three three, three. So yeah, three yeah, doses three. in this verse <laughs> um, it's very hot but also very sweet in parts um, I really really enjoyed this one in fact it's been a little while since I've reread all three of them I've read them all a couple of times so the summary for part one is on a hunt like any other Dean is startled by a glimpse of satin and lace undercast layers Dean is completely undone. It just so happens that Dean has always been fascinated by lacy panties, ever since that one time with Rhonda Hurley all those years ago. Concentrating on ganking ghosts isn't so easy when you're hopelessly distracted. Um, So this first one is 18,000 words, and then there's a a couple of follow-up pieces, which are brilliant as well. So please do go and check those out.
0: Sorry, (laughs) I had to. (laughs) (laughs) Those were totally. Uh, the first one was for oh, one of the kink bingo things. Yeah, get some um, really good prompts from those sometimes. Yeah, one of the actually one of the the ones that um, a lot of people um, suggested that we talk about in this episode, um, but we've already discussed before, is four letter word for intercourse by bending signpost, who, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously not a panty kink related fic really, um, but they do use the buying of panties and like getting hot and bothered over them um as part of that fic um and I think one of the the timestamps that comes after the main fic is actually them you know um taking the delivery of the panties and and wearing them um so Ben is always worth um checking out with (laughs) his um sort of I can unique kind of take on kinky things and that one is definitely um up there with you know, worth mentioning in this podcast?
2: Uh, So I wanted to recommend Face Turn by Schmerzerling. I don't know if I pronounced that right. I'm sorry, hon. (laughs) Um, The uh, summary on that is Dean Winchester, successful business owner, wrestling enthusiast, and all-around nice guy is out and proud. Only he doesn't know it yet, and neither does the newest, hottest guy this side of bumfuck Kansas. (laughs) Uh, It's a little over 11,000 words. And I just... It's not like completely centered around panties, but he's definitely, uh, definitely wearing them in certain scenes. And it's just a really fun uh, comedy of errors kind of story that I really enjoy a lot.
0: A wrestling enthusiast wearing panties. That is such an interesting combination.
2: (laughs) I do love comedy (laughs) of errors. So check that one out. Yes. It's a very funny fic. I I highly recommend it if you want a good laugh. (laughs)
1: Mm hmm. Well, I have another one to recommend um, This one is an established um, Cass and Dean fic by the lovely Nickel Heap. Um It's called yeah. Edge of Paradise um, It's canon compliant um, And the summary is Cass started to fold the panties When a thought crossed his mind Dean always put the panties on himself But had he ever wanted to see Cass put them on Would that be something that turned on Dean? For a moment, Dean unfolded Dean's panties And held them out in front of himself he looked at them imagine the feel of the fabric wrapped around his skin instead of dean's so pretty straightforward there who needs plot we're getting what we want here <laughs> <laughs>
0: i um, liked that one too it was very sweet
1: yeah no it's, it is very yeah. sweet but it's 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 to the point it, we're getting what we want it's great it's uh really nicely done it's just over three thousand words um definitely recommend that one. It is kind of a, a kind of a dom-sub thing going on there, so anybody who's looking for that in a fic, check out
2: Nickel Keep's Edge of Paradise.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: And that one's also fun because of the role reversal. Like, we all know that Dean likes to wear panties, but it's it's also fun when Cass gets in on the game. Yeah. Share the love. Get yeah. around.
1: <laughs> I like the fact that it's something that he doesn't discuss either. He's just like, you know what, I'm just gonna try this out. See what he thinks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, I am going to go and wreck, um, one of my besties. Um, so we've got, um, every great top deserves a great bottom by Trenchcoat Baby. It's uh, about four and a half thousand words, so it's a, a shorty. But this is, um, lingerie model Dean, who is um, he's he's usually the top in the in a in a photo shoot. Like he'll be the more dominant person. Um, in, in the picture but in this case um, he's modeling opposite Cass who is a um, who's recently moved to the U.S. from Russia so this is Russian Cass um, who is also oh. modeling um, the lingerie and they have to like switch positions and Dean's not quite sure and then they end up with like this tension and it's just oh, it's so delicious um, and yeah really or like trench go baby is great for getting that sort of um you know long like prolonged kind of tension and just building it up until you're just like oh, just fuck already so yeah in in four thousand words it's like really well done so go check that out
2: i have one more um, it. it it's uh pink and blue by Jamariel. Yes. um and that one's a canon verse one I don't read a lot of canon verse and when I do it's usually just the little short ones that are kind of domestic and uh, that's what this one is it, it kind of explores how Dean got to where he is with his panty kink and then just has a very sweet gentle moment with Cass where you know they talk about it and decide to include that in their sex life and I just I just really liked it a lot it's very sweet
1: I love the range that you can get on these kinds of things like you can really go from something that's just
2: like scorching
1: hot right down to something that's really quite kind of sweet and gentle and caring and it's kind of a like a nurturing thing really get the full range here very nice mm-hmm. yeah. so one final fic um uh, that we will mention um, which is probably one we'll go into more detail in a future episode more likely as it fits um, other tropes better but definitely deserves an honorary mention today is unsolicited by dangerous not broken um the summary of which is in which dean winchester gets an unsolicited dick pic from an unknown sender which is both totally not disappointing in that it's a really nice dick pic and incredibly disappointing (laughs) in that it's clearly a downloaded picture of his favorite porn star there's absolutely no way it's actually this porn star sending it to him right right (laughs) um Pretty self-explanatory. Um, there's definitely, definitely panties going on in this. This is it's panty kink. There's all kinds of kink going on um, in this story. Uh, it does uh, not at the beginning of the fic, but going towards the end of the fic, it does veer into BDSM territory. Um, it's also just a very kind of sweet, kind of heartwarming fic. Actually, in between all of the the porny stuff so that there is like some really heartwarming story in there as well um some incredibly hot art very much not safe for work um but if you enjoy um jackie (laughs) winchester reloads art um you you may have seen this this piece floating around i feel like it's a pretty well-known art piece in the fandom um but you 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 may or may not have seen it and realized that maybe it came from this story so um if i just say a cowboy hat a popsicle and a tie you either
2: know or you don't (laughs) so (laughs) That'll so tell you good. how long you've been on Tumblr because it disappeared from Tumblr during the ban. Yes, during the Great Purge. <laughs> yeah. So um,
1: definitely go and check this one out. Check out the art, um, the amazing story, which is just a, just over 56,000 words. Um, obviously explicit, very explicit, um, but just a really well written, satisfying story, which like I said, fits other tropes better. So we'll, we'll probably come back to it for one of those. Um, But there's definitely some panty kink in there for people who like it. Mm -hmm. Alright, we have one other story to give a special mention to today. Um, It's called Every Part of You by the Communist Unicorn. Um, This is quite a nice one because it's a slightly different take on it. This is an established relationship um, story where Dean and Cass are already married. This is a kind of a husband's story. Um, and the summary is Cass discovered his husband's secret completely by accident, but now that he knew he wasn't just going to let Dean shove it back in that shoe box, like it was something to be ashamed of. Every part of Dean was perfect and beautiful and Cass might have just discovered a kinky side of himself too. Um, so obviously mm-hmm. this is pretty hot. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kobe's, Kobe's great at writing, um, stories that, that, that really heat up at the end, but it's also, it's, it's very sweet. Um, and it, it's just heartwarming. <laughs> Please trust me and read it. It's heartwarming and lovely. Um, and, uh, you, you will be smiling ear to ear by the end of this one. It's just over 3000 words and well worth your time.
0: Oh, so. that sounds nice. Yeah. Well, I, I
2: know what I'm girl. reading before bed tonight. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One
1: th- more would be, um, You Think You're Slick by Angelic Jazz Hands. Um and this is a story um which is an omegaverse with I believe it's Omega Dean and Alpha castiel Um where high school senior Cass um has a secret admirer that is leaving him surprise gifts in the form of panties in his locker. Oh. Um it's very porny obviously <laughs> i feel like a Omegaverse you know, fix do tend to lean towards that um but this was actually i think the first time um that i had come across specifically panty kink in kind of used in this way as like a secret admirer kind of trying to tempt somebody with the panties deliberately it was, it was the first time i'd seen that and so it was kind of a unique um dynamic that was used that way and obviously with the, like, sense and stuff, it was something that worked very specifically with Omegaverse. So, yeah. Um, do check the tags on this one. Might be things there that people do not want to be reading. So check that one. Um, it's only just over 11,000 words. Um, and it is explicit. And I really will stop now. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we've got a whole list of other fix that are involving panties and a lot of them are, um, you know, short kind of porn without plot ones or uh, there's not a lot of like extremely long fixes in that involve panties but we'll list all of the ones um, that we've been wrecked um, on on the post on mixtapebookclub.com. Uh, we have to say a really big thank you to Carrie to come, for coming to talk to us today. Such a pleasure to have you. <laughs> thank you thank you again for
2: having me this was a lot of fun
0: no worries and um you can get in touch with us to tell us what you thought about these fix, um or just to suggest new things for us to look at um you can email us at contact at um, mixtableclub.com or or any of our social media accounts um, feel free to do that or you can come and chat with us on the profound bond discord server in our channel
1: And next episode, we are going to switch things up completely. We're going to have a fun little treat um, in the form of an episode on Crack Thick Treated Seriously.
0: (laughs) I can't wait. I love crack.
1: (laughs) Yeah, do something a little different.
0: (laughs) Yep. Um, So thank you everyone for listening and we'll talk to you again soon. And as always, remember that the story isn't over until we say it is.